0: Monk Realty Show is the podcast at the intersection of real estate, technology, and future. This podcast is produced by Monk Tech Labs, which owns and operates SaaS products like The House Monk, which is used to manage residential portfolios, and The Office Monk, which is used to manage commercial portfolios. All right, folks, um, welcome back to another episode of The Monk Realty Show. Uh, Today, we're in Dubai, uh, and I'm here with Morgan Dalton, who is uh, Director of uh, Asset Management at Azteco.
1: Welcome to the show. Thanks. Nice to uh, nice to see you. and Nice to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good to be here in your office. And I'm just like going through my notes here. Uh, you started your career as a deputy manager in a boutique hotel uh, in the historic village of Aston Clinton. From there, like you were chief officer of the yachting industry for like five years. Uh, beyond that, you have had a career in retail uh, and also I kind of noticed you've also climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I have as well. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what brought you to Dubai? Like, how did you get started uh, in this city?
1: Um, aviation, uh, and not for me. Uh-huh. Uh, my, we, we had some family who had moved to Dubai already. Uh-huh. Uh, believe it or not, my brother-in-law uh, was working for Astico as, as the head of uh, agency, oh, okay. uh, and his wife uh, was working at Emirates Airline in, uh-huh. in, in recruitment. Uh-huh. Um, so obviously, they, they, I was in real estate previously at, 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 uh, in New Zealand, working in a mall uh, managing a mixed-use site uh-huh. um, as a retail operations manager. Um, my wife is working in, in uh, recruitment in yeah. New Zealand, and um, just as a, a kind of a bit of a giggle, uh-huh. um, she applied to Emirates, and twelve months later she was invited to Dubai for a um, for an interview. Um, okay, uh, so we came to visit the family. Uh-huh. Um, she had her interview, and a month later was offered a job. Nice. Oh, yeah. So we, we moved to Dubai in uh, uh, July, October, uh, July 2008. Uh, okay, and, and 15 joined, years now then? Yeah, 15 years, yeah. So, so in, and, and I joined a CEO in, in the October. So it was um, oh, nice! A, a great change from, from New Zealand. You know, uh-huh. After, as you say, you know, working in the UK on, on boats and, and uh, hotels and things, it was an interesting change to go back to New Zealand. And after three years, we had it feet. your um, feet. Ah. So moving to Dubai was... Um, yeah, fantastic. It's really interesting. An interesting time as well, you know, given oh, yeah, yeah. the economic situation and, and challenges in the real estate market and, and just the financial markets uh, in yeah. general. Wow.
0: Fantastic. So, um, 15 years at uh, Azteco, like broadly like um, 15 years in real estate as well, yeah. right? So for someone young who's listening in, uh, who's considering a career in real estate, what could you tell them? Go for it. <laughs>
1: I think you know I I, I grew up. I'm I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm less traditional than most. Um, I suppose in terms of like high, high school education.
0: I mm-hmm, uh,
1: mm-hmm. When I, when I was in high school, we moved as a family halfway through fifth form, so I suppose what you call um, your GCSEs or what have you, mm-hmm. uh, to to from New Zealand to Australia. I was put up a year, so that kind of messed things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as soon as I graduated high school, we moved to, to England. That's where I worked in a hotel. Mm-hmm. So. I'd, all of the guys that I went to school with in Australia were kind of like, I know what grades I need to achieve to do this, to go to university uh-huh. next year. Uh-huh. I have no idea. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so hence working in the hotel. Uh-huh. I have friends who worked in real estate and families that have worked in real estate historically where I grew up. And uh-huh. not something I really thought about too much, to be honest. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I want to be an all-black I'm coming from New Zealand. I want to be a pilot. I want to be an architect. I never thought about real estate. <laughs> um, but I think that, that quite honestly, the... It's great industry, and it's so. I suppose it's the education of what are the different facets that, that, that real estate is made up of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not not just selling properties. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got sales, leasing, valuations, building consultancy. You know, as an engineer, you get to go around buildings, look at what's been built, what are the problems, look at the plans. Does it really is it really fit for purpose? It's been built for. Yeah. Um, urban planning. Yeah. Um, you know, ec- the economic side of things. Uh, you know, property management. Okay, I, I, I collect rent. Uh, I, I fix toilet seats. But at the end of the day, we had to look after some some pretty impressive properties and, and a vast array of properties with some really interesting people. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's um, it's a, it's a great uh, software technology. I mean, I, I can't can't miss you guys, right? Yeah. I there's there's a, there's a vast array of things within the sphere of real estate that, mm-hmm. that probably, as, as a young person, you don't necessarily grasp. Uh, and I think you really need um, to try and sort of deliver that message of there's so many different things that people can look at. Yeah. One thing actually that we did start some time ago uh, with Astico was almost like a, a mini internship uh-huh. um, where yeah. uh, young people would come in for a day, um, have a look at the, the different elements of the business and what have you, uh-huh. and, and where possible we actually had a couple of guys come in for a few weeks uh-huh. to, to kind of spend a couple of days within property management Within uh, evaluation, short sure. advisory, go out on inspections, um, talk to the marketing guys. You know, mm-hmm. what are you doing with these graphics? How does the photography come together? What are the sort of copyrights and, and, yeah. and taglines and things? Um, it, you know, what are the systems that are in place? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we've 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 tried to sort of help with the development in some of that okay. uh, to a degree. Um, I I we had. Uh, one of the heads of valuations uh, here uh, over the Christmas period, one of his daughters who's at that point in life where she's not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and she came to spent some time with us and, and tells me that she likes property management. I'm not entirely sure why, but, you know, uh, uh, maybe, maybe her father would be happier if she did valuations, but, you know. <laughs> but um, but you know, I, think it's, I think it's an important thing, um, you know, and, and when you go to a lot of the, the prop tech festivals and things which are going on at the moment, um, you know, I think it's really helpful to for, for younger people if there's an opportunity to to share, uh-huh. because people are kids are a lot more technologically technologically savvy than, than than I am. I'm a bit of a dinosaur, <laughs> um, you know. And and so there's there's massive opportunities. Uh-huh. I think it's a great industry to, to, to really explore. Yep. and great potential in terms of locations, geographies, functions that people can do. Yep. and yep. really add value and 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 have make a. A good earning uh from it and and have a good life and goodbye what can i tell you you know it's been a great place for 15 years so it,
0: it, it's a super interesting point that you make, uh which is that young people are not thinking about real estate as much because their only exposure to real estate is the house that they stay in and once you're at a later stage in life you kind of associate. The home also really as a real estate asset, but then young people are not thinking that way. It's, it's just their home, right? Uh, and then like it's not until much later in life when you start thinking about oh, it's actually a real estate investment. It has its own P and L and it has it, uh, uh, investment cycle, etc. Um, sure. So that's a really interesting point. And you have also touched upon tech um, and like young people are more attracted to technology, mm-hmm. right? Like on like how you can actually do that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like coming to topics uh, a little closer to home, right? Like which is around asset and property management itself. Sure. For an asset or a property manager, what, what are some metrics that they should be tracking very closely?
1: I think one of the, the, thing, the things that we generally look at, particularly for, for our clients, is. is... <laughs> number one i suppose is is occupancy and 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 revenue Mm -hmm. um you know we have a number of clients that are uh financial institutions Mm -hmm. or or clients of financial institutions and Mm -hmm. therefore have commitments that need to be made Mm -hmm. um so so the money side of things is is always Mm -hmm. critical Mm -hmm. um that's basically driven by occupancy driven by leasing driven by Positioning the property in, in, the, uh-huh. in the right place um, financially, where it is, yeah. demographics and location, uh-huh. facilities, upkeep. Um, you know, I, I suppose maybe this comes into something we'll, we might touch on later. Is uh-huh. you know, it's a bit of the cycle. If the property is not maintained to a particular standard, you're uh-huh. not going to collect the revenue that you're actually looking to achieve or yeah. that you need. To achieve. Yeah. Um, if you don't structure the agreements that are that are in place for those service providers, or looking at some of that sustainability element. Um, the revenue you know you, you're spending more on those contracts to mm-hmm. deliver the product yeah to achieve a rent, yeah and, and and you kind of get a bit out of whack yeah, yeah. um so you know there's there's a lot of things i, I suppose that tie in together mm-hmm. um service contracts you know who are they what are they doing what are their capabilities mm-hmm. um you know are, are they are they meeting the requirements of maintaining the assets, Mm -hmm. brings in asset costs, operational costs, utilities. Uh Um, Yeah, I suppose those are kind of the the, the core, the core immediate ones that really come to mind.
0: Um, So for someone, let's say, looking to invest in Dubai real estate, right? Um, On the resi side, let's say for a grade A asset. What are the yields that they can possibly expect?
1: Expectations and deliverable are sometimes a little bit different. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, having been here for, for the last 15 years, there's still a mindset that we can achieve double that di- I should be achieving double digit returns. Yeah. It's kind of like, no way 2008 know, <laughs> long gone. Um, listen, I, I think that I think that compared to international markets, you are looking at say, you know, five, six, seven percent, you know, you're doing you're okay. doing you're doing you're doing well. Uh, yeah. I think that here, if you have a if you're looking at a property, a proper asset that's managed well with the right services in place that are going to cost you, mm-hmm. then then you know you're probably looking similar. You know, between the between the five, six percent, eight would be really good. Okay, uh, I, I think personally, in reality, mm-hmm. um, but again, I think it depends on what you want to put back in to ensure that you can then achieve the best rents possible as well. Okay,
0: well, um, that's a fair point. I think like five, six, seven puts it on par with like most uh international you know like uh, comparisons um the point that you brought up is interesting which is around a lot of these services require investment right uh, and the landlords kind of need to give you the buy-in buy-in for that um now let's say like with the focus more on sustainability uh there's quite a lot that's happening globally right like movement into sustainability itself how do you convince Landlords and to kind of like make your building sustainable, you need to make these investments, uh, even if the returns are not going to come in immediately. So, how do you convince like landlords and investors to go ahead and make those investments?
1: That's a that's a great question. I don't have the answer. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a really tough one. Um, you know, the challenge that we have as a as a, a third party manager is, you know, we don't own the building. Mm-hmm. It's not my money mm-hmm. um, or our money. Uh, Many owners are financially driven because they are leveraged uh-huh. and are looking to buy other assets or have bought other assets yep. and therefore the mandate is to collect rent. Yeah, um, I know as an asset manager that, that if we look after something now, it's going to give me a much better return over a longer period of time. Yeah, Sustainability plays a big part of that. Uh-huh. You know, but the challenge that we have is is, is the convincing of the owner. Listen, mm-hmm. you know, spending three to four hundred thousand dirhams now, mm-hmm. install individual BTU meters in a building, mm-hmm. put the onus on the tenant to 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 pay for those chilled water uh, consumption, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's taking away from your direct cost mm-hmm. as, as a single bulk bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and therefore, you know, you're also being putting a bit of the onus back on the tenant as well in terms of being a bit more environmentally friendly because they're taking responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, if there's no bill in place that I have to pay, yeah, I'm an idiot and I go and leave the window open for two weeks while I go on holiday and the AC's <laughs> running full whack. The landlord's paying for it. Yeah, it uh, yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, there's lots of little things that can be done beyond light bulbs and what have like. Adding uh, monitoring devices to variable speed pumps and, and what have you, uh-huh. and and by working with the right partners, and doing these small things, you know, the, the one percenters add up. Uh-huh. Um, convincing the, the the client to spend is is a big challenge. I mean, there are plenty of companies out there as escodes that are that are willing to front the cash uh-huh. um, for a period of time and then, you know, I guess they the- pull back some of the savings on devils mm-hmm. and what have you as, as it goes on. Um, Ultimately, it comes down to how much rent am I getting now, and yeah. what are my costs? Yeah, and it's the penny pension, uh, which is, which is really tough. So it makes our job as an asset manager mm-hmm. um, quite difficult because you know we want to see where we can improve the value and and, and the operating expenses and and a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, the clients' pot being taken by the bank, so to speak, then you know there's there's a bit of a reluctance. It's getting better mm-hmm. uh, similar to when i came here in 2008 no one wanted to spend money on maintenance mm-hmm. you know they're now maintaining assets mm. and understanding that if i if i yeah. maintain the plant it will last longer yeah and i'm not gonna have to spend one and a half million dirhams to replace something yeah. if i spend 10 yeah. now yeah. you know yeah um so it, it'll take time i think the government's drive to greenify a lot of things mm-hmm. so in a relatively short period of time will help mm-hmm. um I think with things like DIWA and Shams Dubai with, with solar panels and things to mm-hmm. try and, if you ever put back into the grid like mm-hmm. you can in, in say New Zealand and Australia, yeah. benefit from it yeah. as an offset or yeah. as a credit to yeah. your utility, it'll go a long way. Mm-hmm. I understand why they don't want to mm-hmm. because they are a revenue generating entity themselves so yep. where, where you take away from that, mm. Mm.
0: Um,
1: but I think there's also, it's still a very, immature market in that respect mm. you know mm-hmm. it's, it's just, all you have to do is to look at the, the video clips of dubai of 1978 to yeah. current day versus yeah. brisbane or london or, or sydney yeah uh, by comparison you see mm-hmm. that how quickly things have changed mm-hmm. you can't pull that legislation in place that quickly and quickly yeah. Uh, yeah as you develop yeah um but in saying that i think that the the, the governments are developing very quickly in terms of regulation and change and. Drivers to maintain and grow the economy and different areas whether it be energy or sustainability or carbon and, and, and uh, Are we yet in it's a place it's a big learning thing for the rest of us as well to understand how it applies you know, so.
0: No, uh, are we yet in a place where? For a building which is more sustainable or like where like the greater investments have been made in sustainability uh, Do we have any kind of like benchmarks or any numbers to say that hey more sustainable buildings sell for 10% more or like the cap rates are better for more sustainable building
1: in terms of sales, I think that um, I mean you can use. I suppose you could use uh, like in Dubai here we have the Sustainable City uh, uh-huh. on uh, in Sakineh Street Al Qudra Road. Yeah, um, that they, they seem to do very well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I think that they are slightly larger. The layouts are good. The whole community vibe. So people who are buying into it are also buying into that mindset as well. Mm -hmm. I think that that also psychologically adds a little bit of a premium to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Eldar have uh, announced um, this year, last year, sorry, that they're partnering with Diamond developers who have done Sustainable City to to do one in Abu Dhabi. Mm -hmm. Um, They've done one in in Sharjah as well. It's Mm -hmm. also proved very popular. I think that in terms of sales of of units, Mm -hmm. yes. Mm Sustainable buildings. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm not personally aware of anyone that's really gone hell there on 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 development of residential buildings that have been really okay. sustainable. Okay. I think it's happening, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not personally aware of. Obviously, when you're looking at commercial buildings, mm-hmm. you've got the likes of, you know, um, Brookfield Place over the road. Uh, yeah. I think it's a really good example of someone who's who's gone right out of the way to to be really lead yeah. as much as they possibly can, yeah. in a premium location premium layout building, good, efficient floor plates yeah. are able to command because they're, they're driving they're, and they're in the location as well. You know, yeah. for, for the particular client who's mm-hmm. actually going to really take that yeah. to account, mm-hmm. um, international brands who have mm-hmm. governance structures yeah. internationally and say, you need to be in a location yeah. that has this, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think that allows them to command a higher. Yeah. Rate
0: yeah. That. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 No, no, that's a good point. It was a point that um, one of the other guests on the show, um, Dr. Waters, he also made a very similar point, saying that now that more of, or uh, the hope is that like more of the capital that comes into real estate, uh, especially in Dubai, as it becomes institutional capital and global capital as well. And because some of these initiatives are being driven externally, right, like at, at a global level, um, so that's kind of have to make its way, it's going to make its way into real estate here as well um because more and more corporate occupiers especially on commercial real estate uh, as they have mandates from their HQ saying you know go more into sustainable buildings yeah. uh so you need to like kind of like start creating you know that real estate yeah. um so uh, t- touching on that uh point in itself right uh we also had dr waters um on the show um and you also have kind of like worked with him Are uh, you you've kind of like studied under him is that a
1: right thing to say yeah no, that's, that's, that's right Mike was, uh... Uh, hi, Mike. Uh, it, was, uh, it was my professor uh, uh-huh. when I was studying Harry Watt, doing a, a postgraduate. primary. Uh, let's,
0: let's talk about that. Like yeah. I find that super interesting. Um, that um, at this stage in your career, uh, what prompted you to maybe let like, go ahead and do a do? A...
1: As I touched on earlier, I haven't I haven't exactly had the traditional finish high school, go to university, get a degree, mm-hmm. look for going to the workforce and what have you. So, my. Um, I came out of high school and then started work, Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so, you know, this part of the world is an interesting place where everyone thinks 17 pieces of paper to to be able to be successful. Mm -hmm. I'm not that guy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I've only been working in real estate for 20, maybe twenty thirteen, something like that, I had decided that we were going to be here for some time happy doing what I was doing and, and I felt it was time to, to be learned something mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more formal rather than mm-hmm. on the job. Uh-huh. And so I looked into uh, those talks and things. and I'm not the kind of guy that's going to work all day, you know, seven months of doing mm-hmm. going home after dinner mm-hmm. and, uh, and be able to re-study myself and I probably will <laughs> be asleep. Um, so Kerry so Watt had a um, uh, uh, first graduate. Course in real estate management, mm-hmm. which Michael's is leading. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and Michael's my tutor on um, number of, number of classes, mm-hmm. uh, including economics and development studies, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is good. And then, yeah, so I, I really took the, the, the chance into it to formalise my knowledge. And one of the really big takeaways from it was was the networking side, because it was in in person. And, uh, yeah, yeah. A vast array of opinions. Mm-hmm. I think, like we well, touched on earlier, kids, what do they know about real estate? Yeah. yeah, you got architects, you got developers, you got contractors. Yeah, people from uh, Acon, for example, rent collectors, you got policing agents, sales brokers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, from on development company. Mm-hmm. It's um it as it was broad and vast, so a uh, you know, big takeaway with the network and people you meet there and understanding different opinions of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like sorry, textbooks are great. Uh-huh. And this, this is my, my philosophy, right, I suppose. The textbooks are great and give you a formal setting what things can be and should be, um, but then application and your life and maybe something. Mm. Um, so I've been getting that takeaway from individual perceptions mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. how they were applied. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I found Just
0: coming back to asset and property management, right? What are some trends that are on your radar saying hey this is maybe something that we should kind of like keep an eye on like this is maybe something that we should maybe like start you know like making investments in. right now looking at let's say the next five ten years what are some trends that are on your radar
1: i mean prop an interesting one yeah. and i'm not the and i'm doing so and, and, and,
0: and, so many of them must be from my marketing uh, team <laughs> and and, 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 and um, but
1: not i mean Everything alone from website redesign to SEOs, to more uh in platforms that we should do this better da, da, da. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, who, who's shaking what tree, but all of a sudden we're all falling out. It's almost it's almost worse than real estate agents are trying to sell my own house. <laughs> what, you, what you can say? Right. Um, I mean, we, we started quite some time ago. We use our own currently use our own property management. Mm-hmm. And, and have done for a while now, mm-hmm. uh, and, mm-hmm. and it's probably 17 years, I guess, double mm-hmm. when it first started. Mm-hmm. And so we've been through a number of um, cycles of growth, development, and expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we've always kind of been on that wagon. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably, yeah, we've we always kind of passed. and sure. sit down at the end of the year when we're budgeting, forecasts and right, what are the nice, mm-hmm. the criticals to. Yeah. We're not accountants, we're property management. So yeah. it's been developed more as a PM tool Yeah, understanding tenancy databases, mm-hmm. payment terms, frequency mm-hmm. checks, automated notifications, all that sort of stuff built in debit. Yeah. Um, built we're built in um, um, direct connections to uh Jari. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the number of things that we've been able to automate with government platforms mm-hmm. to kinda of centralise a lot of that. Mm. Um we're working on apps for inspections that are built around them they plug into and what like Yeah, we've always been looking at that, mm-hmm. and and it's always come down to investing. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's just the challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, going forward, I think there's more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's we built created already uh, a land order mm-hmm. like like adriary access to to yeah, we're doing on a daily basis. Yeah. We've been with third-party platforms for summertime, mm-hmm. so landlord has push mm-hmm. them data for their portfolio. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. um, yeah, on our radar, more at the same, mm-hmm. uh, frankly speaking. But uh, the challenge that we have is looking at all the span of a unique uh, mm-hmm. as an organisation, how we can really kind of take something. It's not necessarily out of the box. Mm-hmm. Is in the customization of that. Yeah. Is, is a challenge. And if we move to something else, there's a lot of work to do, to yep. do that and future building all upwards mm-hmm. to, to really kind of enhance it further forward. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always had conversations with any companies about how we did work in terms of how we had to things like cafe and the Yeah, evaluations team got on it up and got some really good tip for their yep. inspections and you mm-hmm. built some really good templates to be able to use it. Mm-hmm being mobile out to do your yep. get back here, it's already late. Yeah. Yeah. I know we've been talking about drones. There's not really a huge area in our sphere to mm-hmm. for, for, for that. Because mm-hmm. for our, uh, the wise, we're out doing big site inspections in mm-hmm. drones and NASDAQ city in do Georgia, full inspection for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all work. Right. Mm. Um, but on a day-to-day basis, it'd be quite a big investment for us to do that
0: so how should someone approach managing an asset which is like maybe like 20-30 years or buildings buildings that, that that's a different game altogether but like how do you kind of approach things
1: um cautiously <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think yeah we've we've definitely been through a few and on the books yeah uh, i mean some of our early yeah. clients He's yeah, 38 years old so his 38th birthday just uh, mm-hmm. his last walk so they mm-hmm. Some of them are still with us and some of their assets are still with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I must say that they're oldest ones. I'll take a particular building as a mountain. Uh, they building in mm-hmm. Independent in good old hometown town, in there, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and some of them are mm-hmm. really, confined by, uh, mm-hmm. really confined by access. Mm. Uh, and at, at the this is probably 2012 or 2013, um, doing we had some really significant coverage. Uh, Doctoral members and things, such mm-hmm. the power of the roof and what mm-hmm. we, um, we looked at a number of different things that we could do mm-hmm. and, and limiting liabilities and risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we engaged some consultants to assist and ultimately we were able to, to rehabilitate to do it. Okay. Um, building regulations. The logistics mm. of getting debris out, mm-hmm. new construction materials, and mm-hmm. we've all been buying it. Access. Limited working hours, because they're like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so we also ended up with the engineer that suggested uh, concrete impregnation and Kevlar wrap, the, the beams that were, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it wasn't a big building. And given the location and its condition implant I would do it together. you know I can tell it's not a big building at all uh-huh. um, the overall cost I mean for, for building at that stage it was probably 25 years old mm-hmm. um, you yeah, know the cost of the rehabilitation is 1.1 um, so you lose a year the years ready mm-hmm. we actually had people that stay there and to be paying rentals so during the journey to the work they were effectively in licensed hangings because of the location I um, just their business being the old survey okay so it wasn't really occupied um, but at the same time people were still paying rent because yeah. they didn't want to lose that spot yeah, yeah um and ultimately the owner was able to then liquid up the building be two or three years later mm-hmm. with a further life expectancy with a, with a warranty in place for another 15 to 20 years oh that's right. well but i said the fundamental is pretty close to being kind of you're gonna have to kick it down and, and not get knocked yeah okay it, it's it's interesting that you know we do have the nice bright shinies but, but the you know there's uh it's a lot of um, all the older and old rests And what we see these families that hold up to those old Yeah. They pay
0: themselves $20. We can keep talking like, you know, like all night long. Um, but uh, people have other things to do as well. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Super insightful discussion and hope to stay in touch.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Raja.
0: Thank If you like the show, please don't forget to give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.